With the best all-inclusive vacation deals to Mexico and the Caribbean, booking your getaway with cheap Caribbean vacations means you have more freedom to do your deal. Whether you want to enjoy snorkeling, endless margaritas, and more, or simply just want to soak up the sun and sand in a tropical paradise, Cheap Caribbean Vacations has your deal for that. Plan and book the exact getaway you want at exactly the right price for you by using our exclusive budget beach finder. Or find a featured all-inclusive package to Sunscape Resorts and Spas and do your deal at CheapCaribbean.com. You guys, have you heard about Squarespace? You must have, because I talk about it all the time. Their website has helped me with my businesses, but it will also help you grow your business. And it really does take the guesswork out of building a website. They have so many helpful and amazing tools, product features, and they make it so user-friendly. Now, one of our favorite product features is the Fluid Engine. With Fluid Engine, a next-generation website design system from Squarespace, it's never been easier for anyone to unlock unbreakable creativity. Start with a best-in-class website template and then customize every design detail with reimagined drag-and-drop technology for desktop or mobile. Stretch your imagination online with Fluid Engine, built in and ready to go on any new Squarespace site. Go to squarespace.com slash drama for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use offer code drama to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. First of all, you don't know. <laughs> We're all about that high school drama girl, drama girl, all about them high school queens. We'll take you for a ride in our comic girl, drama girl, cheering for the right team. Drama queens, drama queens, my Please welcome to the stage your drama queens, Hillary Burton Morgan, Sophia Bush, and Bethany Joy Lenz. to our coven. You guys! You guys are awesome! Okay, so uh, we're going to give you the heads up. We threw away the script um, because (laughs) this is the last show, the last stop of our tour. We have had the best time. It's been a blast. And we were just like, we're not going to do it the way we've been doing it. We're just going to make some Ready to party. Okay. The late night show always ends up being a little salty, right? <laughs> always. And we've got such a rowdy crowd, especially here in Philly. Yeah. I love this city. This city is so cool. I, I've been to Philly once before, I think maybe on the tour, that, the One Tree Hill tour we did with Tyler and Gavin DeGraw Michelle. Yeah. And, um, uh, but I didn't get to really spend time here. It was just sort of on and off the tour bus. So this is really cool. We were driving through the city. Like, it's so artsy. It's so interesting. There's obviously so much history here. And it's like a spooky. Yeah. You guys, yeah. we were in the car. We were like, do we need to move here? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. It's cute. It beckoned. It has all of 
like the checklist items if you're a witch. It's like cute little shops, check. Cobblestone streets, check. check. Creepy alleys, check. check. You know, all the stuff. I'm obsessed with all the, uh, uh, what do you call it on the walls? The, with the graffiti? The mosaic. No, no, the mosaic. <laughs> the mosaic the mosaic's outside. Mosaic. Guys, we were talking backstage with the nice ladies who helped us get ready who were like, well, you must know, fill in the blank, like, restaurant, whatever. And we were like, no. And they said, well, haven't you ever been to Philly? And I was like, no. There was this one time I came to Philly. And I spoke to the Girl Scouts. They did like a Girl Scout convention here. And it was so cute. And there were like 5,000 little girls. They were really excited about community service. And two of my friends were with me. And it was like, we. it was so good. It was like being in a Disney cartoon that that night, when we were walking to dinner, we crashed a wedding. Yes! This is the wedding crash? This is the wedding crash town. Yes! So if you guys don't think for a second, we saw a party tent being put up like a few blocks from here on our way to the show tonight. And Sophia's like, remember what block this is on. I was like, listen, I have a tradition here. I'm in somebody's Mm -hmm. wedding video. I was only in their reception for 11 minutes. But I figured I'd make it count. Oh, yeah. Surely there's a Wednesday wedding happening somewhere. Right? Of course. Why not? Or maybe a bar mitzvah. There's got to be something. Let's get into trouble. Let's mix it up. We're in our way. What's ready. the trouble we want to hit in Philly? Yeah. What do we want? Fishtown? What is that? Fishtown. Fishtown doesn't sound like... Okay. She says Fishtown's where the witchy stores are. Oh, she's a witch. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. Listen, I see you, I hear you, I feel you, I understand. <laughs> Thank you, sister. Yeah, we have felt that this is very much the city of sisterly love. Yeah. Definitely. The first audience was so loving, so we felt kind of bad letting them know this is villain's night. <laughs> So we want to talk about all things evil tonight. Have you guys gotten to play bad guys before? Oh. I mean, Brooke Davis used to be kind of a bad guy. Oh, no. Yeah, baby, heart baby, no, don't talk about you that way. I love her. But she can throw a, a nice punch, a good slap. As, yeah. Yes, yeah. as the person on the receiving end of that. <laughs> uh-huh. We just watched we just that watched, episode today. Yeah. Yeah, that was, that was brutal. Yeah, that was we, a hard slap, girl. We did a podcast today in our hotel, and we all went, oh, cringe. Um, I got to play a villain. I just did that movie, the, yes. the so-called The River, and so I kind of turn into a villain in that. And then also, in Agents of Shield, I was like kind of yes. creepy mm. and cold and villainy. That was. It's fun. It's always the most fun yeah. to play the villains yeah. because they're just so bad and complicated. Yeah. I just break up relationships. That's what. That's what. Yeah, you yeah. Do. Like every show I'm on, I'm like, you guys are enjoying that. <laughs> So you're an emotional villain, is yeah. what you're saying? I'm here to f*** it up. Let's kiss. <laughs> yeah. Lots of different kinds of villains. Who are, like, our our hero villains? Yeah, who's your favorite to? when you were growing up? Like, for me, Alan Rickman in Die Hard oh, yeah. is, like, a so perfect good. villain. Yeah, he's so evil. He's so evil, but he's also, like, you'd still kiss him. Because yeah. he's got a cool accent. He dresses nice. Like, yeah. he's ambitious that's attractive I felt that way about um, 
I can't remember his character's name. I feel like maybe it was Jack. In Outlander, Tobias Menzies in Outlander. Oh. Like, he was really, I just was so, it was the same vibe. It was yeah. like, I hate you. I kind of want to make out with you. I'm going to kiss you. Yeah. 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 Um, this but, is why we're all in therapy. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not. I married Negan. <laughs> like, like, I literally saw it, grabbed it, kept it. <laughs> villain growing up oh man you know what (laughs) (laughs) she's laughing already okay so one of my favorite movies growing up was the princess bride of course and i watched it over and over like i burned through the vhs tape and then years later i was like you know what i want to have like a throwback to childhood movie night i'm gonna watch the princess bride and i was like oh this is a comedy like this is not a serious movie at all. But as a little kid, I was like, rats of unusual size, so dangerous. Oh God! And I thought he's not left-handed. Oh yeah. God. Why does he have six fingers? I really thought of all the pirates. I was like, they're villains, but they get turned good. Yeah. Because yeah. there's so much goodness in this movie, and I was like, no, they're bumbling idiots, and they're adorable. Yeah. But as a little girl who thought that was a serious movie. They were like my favorite bad guys. To hate. <laughs> I love that. I mean, yeah. bad guys are the backbone of storytelling because you can't have a really good story without having a villain. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, who'd you ask for? Dan, listen, we're going to have to have two more drinks before Dan Scott comes out. It's true. I'm going to ma- yeah, uh, make that, one of them. Stop it right now. Is that a tall boy? Wow. White I'm sorry, that's a tall white, white claw. Wow. Wow. Philly came to play. You guys. Ready to play. Oh, I like that. All right. Well, listen, how many uh, of you guys are friends. here with your friends tonight? How yeah. many of you are here totally by yourself? And you. introduce yourself you say welcome to the one tree hill family that's right you don't just have to do that in church now you do it at our show peace be with you peace be with you everyone our fandom is a family it's so cool when we see people come to things like this who've met online it's my least favorite part of church (laughs) what oh you gotta touch everybody it is welcome if you haven't been here with us we just want you to turn to your neighbor and say good morning let them know. I hate that part. It makes me so uncomfortable. I'm always yeah, yeah. just like, oh God, no, don't talk to me. I don't know you. Stranger danger. Yeah. I'm really glad we just made at least 40 people do that. Yeah. <laughs> you guys are going to be fine though. I feel like in this room, it's like a pre-screen. If you're here, yeah. Yeah. if you're with us on a Wednesday night, you're probably a pretty cool person. You've been vetted, right? You've been vetted. Yeah. We're all on this journey together, Joy. Do you want to talk about journeys? I love talking about journeys, Hillary. <laughs> Today's journey is brought to you by Cheap Caribbean. All right, to all of our drama queens friends out there, this tour has been incredible, but also this last year of podcasting with you guys hanging out with us has been so awesome. So cheers. Cheers to our sisters. Oh, cheers. Aww. Cheers to you guys. Well, we want to talk to you uh, some more about your favorite villains and we want to talk to your favorite villains so we brought some pretty cool people on this tour with us and tonight we have nanny carrie and dan scott yes we do please welcome tori devito and paul 
Johansson. song that came on when we came out that's hilarious yeah honestly they were like what song should we have for like villain night and i think we jokingly said on the zoom we're like bad boys the cops theme song <laughs> and then we never followed up and it was like you know what that was the right choice that's a good <laughs> choice Do you feel the need to stay super strong to be a villain just so you could fight at any given time? Yes, I do. Yes, I do. I feel very, very, very strong. Tori DeVito. She defeated me, though. Right? I mean, I tried to. I tried to. For a time. For a time. Okay, my question is... My question is, you, when you were in Berserker with Craig Sheffer. I want to know about playing a villain in that movie. How was that? Bazer- I was the hero in that movie. You Craig were? Was, yes. Berserker is a classic film, which I'm sure you've all seen. Yes, yes. I yes. shot it in 19... 19- in South Africa. Uh-huh. And I was a Viking who traveled through time because a spell was cast on me by a witch. My brother, stay with me. My brother, Tori's like mouth open. My brother, played by Craig Schiffer, three years before Winter Hill, played my brother. That's right, how about that? Followed me through space time into the future in Sweden where I was a Viking berserker warrior looking to kill the witch to cast a spell on. Are you still with me? Yeah. I'm there. Okay. I didn't shoot him, but I was going, I turned to kill my brother. What? Look at this. Isn't this is good. And, and I, before I went to shoot this movie, they paid me an extra amount of money to get ripped. Yeah. yeah. Can we all say that together? Rips. Yeah. That's what I like. Did he just say that? So way. all I'm hearing is that you and Craig Sheffer essentially essentially cast a reverse spell. Exactly. And got us to make our show, and then got us to show up here as witches tonight. Witches. <laughs> like that. I, was that movie an opening in the space time continuum? The movie was huge. The movie is a classic. I'm sure it's, it was nominated for nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it ever got... By the way, the producers who made the movie, who was an English company called Peak View Entertainment, Entertainment, all of the producers of that movie went to jail for embezzling money from the yes. UK government. Are you 
all of them. The, it's a family. The family, the brother, the sister, the no. other brother, yeah. all went to jail for stealing money from the UK government for you know making movies and then lying about how much it cost yeah. and then getting money. There's Is some of that the money they paid you to get ripped. Oh, I, I got yeah. yeah. No, no. Listen, if you haven't done an independent movie where the budget has been embezzled, then you're not working in film. That's right. That's right. Absolutely. You have an actor. Absolutely. I know. (laughs) Was was Nanny Carey your first villain? Yes, she was most definitely my first villain. Oh, my God. Even, like, in theater, like, high school, like, anything? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yes. She was my first villain. Did you you know she was going to be a villain, or did you just think you were getting cast to play a nice lady taking care of a cute kid? I was cast to play the nanny. No. Stop. No crazy was in there. It was just There was no crazy in your audition? Not in the audition? I was just like... Oh, hi, Haley. Nice to meet you. I'm Carrie. And that was all my audition was. So I'm like, what do I exude that made them think, like, let's put a little crazy in there is what I want to know. <laughs> but yeah, no, nothing. It was just a nice wow, day. And then Tori. after the first chunk of episodes when I tried to break up your marriage, um, Bitch. they Oops. called me. <laughs> and they called me because I thought I was done after that. You know, she had been cast off and I thought I was done. And they called me and they said, what do you think about coming back and doing a misery storyline with her? And I was like, like yes. yes. Are you yes. kidding me? That's like the dream. So yeah, I had no idea. What'd your family say? My grandma was like, well, I told all my church friends to watch it. And, <laughs> and I was like, she told them in the morning in the part of the service and everybody's shaking each other's hands. Yes, yeah. And she was like, well, I just don't know about you anymore, Tori. And I was like, I'm sorry. <laughs> direct quote she still loves me though she's She's just a little scared of me now but you know oh my god who was your favorite villain growing up did you have movie villains or anything that you didn't have a favorite villain but i think my favorite like scary movie was killer clowns from outer space shut up see that one yes that was a good one that's a nightmare who showed you that movie me and my best friend in middle school used to watch it on repeat that and grease too we used to alternate Wait, so if you're watching freaky stuff, did you ever watch Sleepaway Camp? No. Because that was also like top tier weird. (laughs) I'm going to check that one out. Yeah, yeah. That's what you guys are going to do this weekend. Paul's movie that he just talked about. What movie like scared the bejesus out of you when you were a kid? The ring scared the bejesus out of you. He was born in 1996. (laughs) The ring terrified him. Well, the first movie that scared, that really scared me was Jaws. Oh, yeah. It was 1974. I think the shark was cardboard um, before CGI, right? Um, but uh, The Exorcist, um, when I saw that, uh, and then the little girl's head spin around, I was I, really young, and I, I mean, literally, I think, um, it, I, because I was raised Catholic, and I really believed yeah. in all of that stuff to the point where my dad was like, Putting like a holy oil on oh, our heads no. before we go to sleep, and oh, yeah, no, it was it was traumatic. Oh. But hey, look, you made it. <laughs> You're here. It worked. Here. Ta-da! starts spinning. Yeah. I've never seen The Exorcist either. You've never seen it? Me no. neither. You, you guys, uh-uh. they shot it in D.C. and I grew up in like outside of D.C. and that was like the big hot date night. Like you'd go to the stairs where the oh. priest got pushed down the stairs. Gosh. Like that was a hot date. Yeah. Well how about Firestarter though? Oh Firestarter yeah. was actually filmed in Wilmington, that Drew Barrymore yeah. movie. If you've ever seen that poster of Drew Barrymore as a little girl with her hair all Ooh. crazy and that like everything's on fire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was filmed in Wilmington and I remember when we got there that was a big deal that we were in the town where 
they had filmed oh, Firestar, yeah. this like legendary uh, uh, Hollywood pe- pedigree history. It was great. Did you ever think when you were a little kid that you would be creating a scary, iconic character? <laughs> what are you, a teacher right now? To them over the, there. What are you talking about? <laughs> what are you guys talking about? <laughs> Any good gossip over there? Oh, we love you too. Um, Sure. Sure. Paul's like, hold on. Are they making fun of me? That's what you're really talking about. (laughs) Did you ever think when you were a little kid, like, I'm going to create a villain? Like, in your room alone, staring? Yeah, yeah. Look, just so you guys should kill the whole thing, I had no interest in acting, not like the geniuses over here. I really had no interest in acting until I was years old. You were all, it was all basketball for None. you. None. I was a basketball player. I played for my university. I played for my country. But you I talk sh- Ameri- You I were a basketball villain. Yeah, I was the real deal. I wasn't like this Diet Coke step. I'm Diet like Coke Coke stuff. a motherfucking cola. Like, I can really play. So when I was watching, yeah, okay, yeah, it's a nice move. It's like, I mean, I did commercials with Magic Johnson, Tim Hardaway, Spike Lee directed me in a commercial, Just Me, yo. I, I mean, I did, I was like the, I was a real ball player, right? I thought I was gonna make the NBA, and then I came to America and went, no. Yeah. No, I'm not making the NBA. <laughs> so I got into acting. Yeah, but do you feel like that competitive nature and that shit talking on the court helped you create characters that were aggressive uh, that way? I think that part's probably true, but I will say that I think being an athlete got in the way of, well, it helped me with like movement, like being like yeah. confident in movement and acting, and the confidence is important too. That's all acting is anyway, by the way, confidence. Um. But there's, but seriously, Paul, there's an intimacy but, in basketball where you're in each other's face. Yeah, we really and get there's intimate no, in like, basketball. Football helmets. Very <laughs> intimate in basketball. Yeah. A lot but of intimacy in basketball. No, you nailed it. That's no. where the- Sure, lots of intimacy in basketball. I can see Dan Scott energy on the basketball court because you get right <laughs> yeah. up in people's faces. Yeah. yeah, no, you're right. I'm just saying that, like, I think that sports can be a little bit. Uh, I don't think competition in acting is healthy. I think that you need yeah. to not be competitive in, in acting. I know mm-hmm. that sounds weird, but I think it's the, it's really paralyzing because then you start trying to compare your work or performance or career it's it's the opposite so i kind of like fought real hard to try to lose that part of my personality in acting because it didn't service me you know what i mean yeah so then which villains did you look to to say all right these are the granddaddies of dan scott right There's a fly that I won't know, leave you alone. I know, I see it. I think it's a fly He's from our RV. I'm nose. decaying. These are <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to brag about it. It's because you use that blood to paint your eyes. Yeah, right? yeah. yeah. It's cool. You it's do kind of look like that girl in Nightmare. What is the number before Christmas thing? They, right? Corpse Bride? Yeah, yeah. right. <laughs> Listen, no, I've got I mean, a in a palm. good, beautiful way. Like, you know, yeah, no, it, it's corpse hot. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I was going to go somewhere. Don't, right don't. No, did, don't. Did, no, no. <laughs> did either of you guys have to, like, did you find yourself doing research or using character references or anything to sort of build the characters of Dan and Carrie? 
Yeah, uh, I practiced using a syringe so many times in my hotel room. What? Over and over. Oh, no. yeah, there it is. Like pillows, what sure. oranges, like whatever would take me. I was like, just like walking around my hotel room with syringes. I went, I had to hold a revolver and I'd never yeah. held a gun, so I went to a gun range. I was so intense about doing her because it was also like my first role that I was like, people are going to see this. I was like, oh my God. And I, my first, I mean, probably the whole first season five, I, every day I went to set, I probably hit it unless you saw it. I don't know. I was shaking every day. I was so nervous. I, was I like, have I'm no so idea. Nervous. I'm no. so nervous. Awesome. I remember I had to pour a coffee pot for one and it was like, mm, and I was like, oh my God. So I like really did some weird, cre- I remember my, my ex-husband at the time came to visit me and he was literally like, I can't be around you. You have to put the syringes away. And I was like, what? He's like, it's really started to freak me out. You're so method. I was. Not, you know, that was my 20s. Now I'm a little more chill. Did you have actresses that you were like, these, you know, like Hand the Rocks the Cradle was great source material for the Nanny Carrie storyline. Yeah. Were there any like actresses mm-hmm. that you were like, oh, I like this crazy because it's also fun. Yeah, no, I didn't think anything was fun about it because I was so into it that every day I was like feeling like I had to be so quiet and like in my head and in my space and like have all this compassion for her. And I was like, oh, and I, you know, I would just go home and play my Nintendo DS, like the brain game to try to like not think about set. So you never settled into it at work where you could enjoy the fun of playing a No, it was so intense. Oh, Tori. Actually, you know, it's true. You were very quiet on the set. I was. She was. I was. Yeah. I was scared of my own shadow, and I was like, I want to do a good job. It was so intense for me. I would try and make you laugh, and you were just not... It. I was like, she doesn't laugh. <laughs> no, she doesn't laugh. That's interesting. She yeah. doesn't know how. She's a how did that feel, Paul? She's a corpse nurse. <laughs> yeah. uh, corpse hot nurse. Corpse hot nurse. But what was that dynamic for you two, though? Because you're used to being the bad guy, and now all of a sudden you're the victim. Mm. Was that weird? Yeah, I mean, it's okay. Well, <laughs> that's a great. We point. have it's to get like really into the act. So for me, I don't ever play bad guys ever. Well, duh. Yeah, yeah. yeah you yeah, justify everything they do. There. Oh, so see how they mock me? But no, no I, you, should, you should see the stuff I take behind the scenes. This is exactly. Yeah. This is abuse. Yeah. This is abuse. <laughs> A lot of people She's would... She's condescending. She's lippy. Uh, thank you very much. I would like one compliment before we move on, Hillary. I have talked about your muscles all night. <laughs> Good enough. I'll take it. <laughs> now I'd like to talk about my muscles. Yeah. <laughs> no, come on. I'm, I mean, okay. The thing is, when you play a bad guy... So I studied a little bit of a movie called The Great Santini when I got this part. If you guys probably don't know who that is, but Robert Duvall played uh, Overbearing Father. And I know that I got this job because um, the creators of the show and the, and the Brian Robbins and Mike Tollins producers. knew me, who were the producers of this show and what are the ones they did in Canada, the other shows they did like... They did what I like, like about you. All they those did. other shows, right? Yeah. Well, they knew me because they, as a basketball player from before, so they, they knew about my kind of career. And they knew that my dad was a former hockey star and I was a semi-successful basketball player in my own right. But I had that on the court. I was kind of known for being really intense in a way that was kind of beyond. Um, it's kind of like, you ever see the Michael Jordan documentary? He's just right? like Michael Jordan. I'm just like same, Michael same. Jordan. No, but the intensity where it's like it's beyond friendships, it's beyond anything, it's about, it's about the win. That's it. 
You know what I mean? Take prisoners, make friends later. Right now I'm here to win. And that's how you need to be trained to be like, you know, the top level athletes. Unfortunately, in a lot of sports, I don't know if it's true anymore, but that's the way they taught us when I was growing up. We had sports psychologists at the Olympic training programs in Canada where they would, they would come in your room before um, you go to bed and put a tape on and there's a hundred sounds a hundred of the same repetitive sounds of a ball going through a net. Not hitting the rim, just a what net. Are you? You're so supposed you, to sleep to this? Well, you have to psychologically imagine making every shot before you Whoa. get a better. And But that, that kind of like awesome. reinforcement. Well, they do it the U.S. Oh, Olympic I was going to say, that sounds like a government experience. Yeah, this is like my like worst that's, nightmare. Yeah, I'm no. just like, oh, that's you like poor some, baby. Like, but sports psychology is shit. a really high level thing sure. for Olympic skiers. Yeah. have to see every turn and they have to successfully complete it in their minds before, it's they, all in your before mind. they go. It's all in your mind. Everything's yes. in your mind. Yes. You know, so you this guys is think I real. can levitate? Yes. Good. So that's why I was Dan Scott that way, because I played it in through that kind of intensity. Does that make sense? Yeah. So you kind of applied all of the intensity of your Olympic training and your basketball history to him, and then, and then did that make it really easy for you as Dan to apply that kind of intensity to Nathan with the Ravens? Like... Did it did it really just track as honest well, well, for you in really, that way? What a beautiful question. Um, you know, and that's not kind of... That I have a podcast call. I like to ask real. questions. That was real. No, that was a beautiful question because it cuts to some important points, which is um, the nuance of, of being also... How do you take all that mixture of what I said a minute ago and then apply it to what would I do as a real father? What do I care for my son? How do I want him to be successful? What is the right amount of love, the right amount of reinforcement, and how do you discipline and self-discipline and, and all the kind of deferred gratification, the things you need to do in order to, he wants to do this. How do I help him get there? So I over-applied those things, but I tried to do it in through the vein of the idea that he's my son, I love him, I want him to succeed. And he doesn't know that my being tough on him is actually the best gift I could ever give him. Through that lens is how I played him through Nathan. The whole storyline with Lucas was a completely different approach. A completely different approach. So I could separate the two. So you'll see that I never talked to the two the same. Ever, 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 ever. Because I approached them completely different. So then did you... What's that? <laughs> yeah, Dan's got the mayor. Dan's, Dan's got, got the mayor. mayor. Exactly. Make so Dan great again. <laughs> what? Too soon? I'm sorry. Too soon. I mean, they are make, similar. Make Dan great again. So, <laughs> that's a good point. Were you that? Were you always surprised when you had fans come up to you and yell Can at you? I have a you? sip of your drink. Yeah, yeah. Here, yeah. have a margarita. Take that. Oh, yeah. Take that. Were, Wait, were you? If you, you I know, can't do this sober. You see, since you see Dan as not a villain, as someone who you found compassion for and you rationalized all of his choices, which you had to do, obviously, but then did it always kind of surprise you when fans would come up and be angry? I mean, what's like some of the, what's the craziest fan experience you had? Because people would come up to you mad all the time. I think this is best transferred to Sophia to tell this story. You guys, I will never forget the first, like, Oh, I don't know if being an actor was a good idea moment that I had was with Paul in the first season of our show. And, you know, it's airing and we're walking down the street one day in Wilmington. It was daylight. It was broad daylight. I don't remember where we were going. We don't and go out in daylight normally. I know. Vampires. You know, it's rare. It's amazing. We didn't combust. But we were walking down the street and I just hear, ah! 
you. And I turn around and Paul just looks so surprised and I had to like look around him because look at his body. And this woman has run up behind him and she had like a, you know, one of those purses just with a strap and she grabbed it and was going, you, swinging her purse, hitting him in the arm. You are such a bad dad. What is the matter with you? Bad dad. And I was like, oh my God. And do you remember what you did? Sophia, help. No, sorry. Paul is so quick, and you realized she really thought of you as Dan Scott. And as she swinging her purse at him like this, I need an arm. I need you to give me an arm. I have to demonstrate. Um, let me act. He grabs her and he goes, Yeah, baby, I am a bad dad. <laughs> and this woman. Bad dad. Yeah. The way you just felt watched happen to her. It washed over her face and suddenly she had her purse like this and she was like, hi. And I was like, I can't tell if you're going to be charged with assault or get a phone number and go on a date. But either way, I'm a witness. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> He's a bad dad. I love that Tori. I got the vapors. <laughs> too. I did. I had weird, uh, yeah, a lot of people, uh, it was intense, but the most, I, yes, that was the problem, right? So one that was super memorable, I went to the gym and I was getting undressed, not dressed, undressed in the locker room and I'm standing there pretty much naked and this girl comes up to me and she's like, you're ruining everything. And she turned around and walked away and I was like standing there naked like, Mortified. I was like, this is wild. Yeah. I, I feel wild. like I could see you being in an elevator, like being cute with a baby and the mom being like, don't look at me. Yeah. <laughs> well, actually, what's funny about that, I was actually volunteering at the children's hospital in, at UCLA. Stop, stop no. it, Tori. And I went to go do Montreal and I went back to ch the children's hospital and I was assigned to the teen ward. Oh, no. And I'm walking down and I see this two teens actually come out of the rooms and I swear to you, one steps out, looks at me and goes ah! and walks right back in and I was like, oh no, I'm here to help. I want to help. Baby, there is nothing you can say no, at that point. I was like, oh no. <laughs> I played other people too, yeah. I promise. Oh, God, oh, I'm not going to harden you, I swear. <laughs> That's kind of fun though. I mean, your characters did bad shit stuff is there any stuff you wish your character had done like what's the one step further that you wish you'd had Ooh. do you sing Tori I don't because you play violin you're yeah. you come from a musical family yeah. your sisters also play instruments no no just oh. me okay yeah imagine if you'd stayed the nice nanny and you guys could have made music yeah you guys could have started a band yeah, we could have yeah. a band you well, play the fiddle in a band. I mean, shoulda, woulda, coulda. I she like just could have seen clearly, right? <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> no, but you know, I guess violin, maybe I could have played for you after feeding you cockroaches. Would that have been oh, weird? That would have been That would have been really romantic. Yeah. Romantic, Extra, a little twisted. Yeah. Then I lower the you into the grave. Keep playing. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Sounds like my last Tinder date. <laughs> Do 
everything on the show. Yeah. Is but there- did we jump the shark with the heart? I was just gonna. Yeah. yeah no. That was it. We jumped the shark pretty much like from the jump. Um, that though, that was our writers being like, you know what? You guys have been making fun of us. Watch this. And that hold my beer. Soup, that right? was the original hold my beer. Yeah. 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 For it sure. was you guys. Okay. You went crazy. We're gonna do crazy. Friends, is there anything better than a clean and fresh smelling home? I don't think so. I don't think there is. No, no. <laughs> oh, that feeling just walking in the door and it's like, my life is okay. I'm not a total disaster. Like, yeah. <laughs> I really feel better about myself when my house is clean. And I think the best way to achieve that relaxing feeling of a clean home, Clorox Sentiva. Clorox Sentiva provides a powerful clean with refreshing scents. And you can find your home's signature scent. It might be coconut, grapefruit, lavender. There is a scent for every vibe. Oh, it's grapefruit for me all the way. Lavender for me. Friends, transform your home into an oasis. With a powerful, clean and refreshing scent, Clorox Sentiva cleans like Clorox and feels like confidence. Get yours now at a retail store near you. My Wayfair account has been... (laughs) (laughs) Guys, it's one of those passwords that I just store on my computer because I'm always logging in, whether I'm doing something from my house for one of the charities that I work with, we're re- you know we renovated the teacher workrooms at my kids' school. Wayfair is just the best resource for any and all renovation projects. I agree. I'm finding a great price on the perfect new piece for your home. It's super satisfying or for a place that you're contributing to. Wayfair is the place to shop for everything home from sofas and beds to dining sets, decor. They have it all. You can find thousands of huge deals site-wide up to 80% off, like Hillary just said. And the selection is pretty unbelievable. I feel like anything I need to find that has to do with home, whether it's faucets for renovations or rugs or outdoor patio furniture or chandeliers or gadgets for your kitchen. It's all there. That's right. You can find everything you need for your living room, outdoor areas, bedrooms, and more. And they have a huge selection of home goods ranging from appliances and area rugs to beds and wall art. And it's all on sale. On sale. Wayfair has something for every home, no matter your style or budget. Don't miss Wayfair's biggest sale of the year to get everything home. Head to Wayfair.com now to shop Wayday for three days only. That's W-A-Y-F-A-I-R.com. Wayday ends May 6th. Well, speaking of music, we have some great music for you tonight. And we're really excited to bring out this band that is close to my heart and I'm sure is close to yours as well. Ladies and gentlemen, will you please give a huge round of applause for Switchfoot? Yes! at this point. We've been on the road together. Hello, hello. Hey, I heard a rumor you were trying to I heard a rumor you were trying to hang out with girls you thought were us in the hotel. It's true. What happened? What happened? <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm the awkward guy. That's me. 
And I, I saw someone who I knew was in One Tree Hill, and I thought I had met her in DC. We were in DC last night. And I'm like, hey, how are you doing? And my brother's seeing this whole thing, and he's like, just laughing. <laughs> and I'm like, I could have sworn, but. I, he's no. like, well, good to see you again. We met last night. And she's like, no, we didn't. No. <laughs> it was Tori, though. It was me. It was Tori. <laughs> Who they, and you guys were sitting there with a lot of stuff around you, like books and things that look and like things. And like I was this. like, do they live in this hotel? Who are these? Where was I last night that I saw this person? I was so confused. They'll let anyone went, uh-huh. into this place. <laughs> oh, yeah. So then we walk in here and my brother's like, you know that girl you embarrassed yourself in front of at the hotel? That's her on stage. <laughs> so it's good to see you again. Good to see you. You guys have been on the road a lot. We've been on the road. You know, we're like, we're learning the ropes of the road very slowly. Is this, you've been to Philly before, I'm sure. Many, many times. Many times. I love, yes. We love Philly. Um, We played this room many times. I've never seen it with chairs before. I'm usually like crowd surfing or climbing up there somewhere. Um, Do it right now. Let's get weird. All the way out there. Um, And I want to... I want to recall the very first time we ever played a show outside of California. It was here in Philly, and yeah, this was the, this was the city where we thought maybe we could actually be a band. Maybe we could do that. Actually, do you remember the drive in to that show? I remember you. You uh, yes. So I were do. you guys in an so, RV? A we 2013 a RV. Minivan. A minivan. minivan. Yes. Yeah. This is like. You know, in the year 2000, <laughs> and and I'm driving over the toll bridge. You guys are familiar with this from New York to Philly. And it was our third time across. Well, okay. We, so I was getting to that. So we, I kept, I was driving, and I kept making a wrong turn and looping back around. So this was, this is my third time paying the same toll. We're in Philly. No, we're not. We're in Philly. No, we're not. And we're, at this point, we're late, and I'm kind of like stressed, and everyone's kind of on my case. We've run out of change. <laughs> yeah. And so I'm, I'm looking for change, and I take my foot off of the, uh, what's it called? The brake? Break. I believe it's called the brake, too. <laughs> what's it called? And, and so I'm rolling, and I don't realize it. And, and who's in front of us, but, I mean, he, taller than you, larger than, like, just like this, this, just mountain of a man on a motorcycle <laughs> and I just roll right into the back oh, oh no yeah and so it's like it was like out of a movie where it's like stands up and he just keeps standing <laughs> <laughs> and then slow walks back and uh, you know he thought I was like causing trouble and I was yeah, like I would never do that to someone of your size so, yeah. <laughs> please tell me you said exactly that <laughs> He saw the, the fear on my little yeah. brother's face. And then they, he looked at his bike and he was like, okay, no harm done, go on. And I was like, okay. And ever since then, we've loved Philly. That's right. Yeah. Basically, ever since you didn't die getting into yeah. the city, you yeah. like it here? Yeah. Thanks for letting us back in. Yeah. I think you owe Philly payback with a song. Yeah. yeah. That's, right. That's right. I will do it on one condition. Joy, uh, can you sing with us? This was the first song 
fell in love with Switchfoot as a band because um, I was watching uh, my friend Nicholas Sparks uh, wrote a book called A Walk to Remember and they made a movie about it and then you guys had this beautiful song featured in the movie and I walked around my house for like a year afterwards singing it so this is kind of like a dream come true for me just bear with me while I have my fangirl moment okay <laughs>
Basin for my friend Joy. Since it's, it's Halloween coming up, we've got a Halloween theme. That's it. Can I put my Bob Dylan costume on? There it is, right there. There it is. Um, pretty convincing, right? No? Not really? Trick or treat, I'm Bob Dylan. Your Bob Dylan costume looks like a harmonica. <laughs> dropping out of college but it feels like yeah, you can cheer for that you can do whatever you want I know we got Somewhere we live inside Somewhere we live inside 
We, I just realized we're coming back to Pennsylvania in a couple weeks. Yeah, is like that right? Month, like a month. A month. I don't know the date. It's a Christmas tour. We're doing a Christmas yeah, tour, guys, y'all. Yeah, guys, a little birdie told us that these guys will be back here on December 6th. Hey-o. Thank you. Put it in your calendars. Are you guys going to dress like handsome Santas? <laughs> I mean, I don't want to give it away. <laughs> an experience like the last show this was so cool and I'm hoping that our back of house lighting can do the same thing that you did last time because this is such a cool experience if you guys will get your phone lights ready and just do the whole little thing that you guys did last time with the lights on them and turn all of us off and just like enjoy this magical experience because this song is super meaningful to me and I know it will be to all of you be like Christmas lights for Halloween It's about as awkward as I am, y'all.
Wow, wow, wow. Thank you so much, PA. Give it up! Thank you for having us. What a, what a gift. Yeah, it was beautiful. Like, they hung out with us yesterday in D.C., and we were like, oh, cool. To watch somebody perform three times in two days yeah. and still be like, uh-huh. Yeah, so solid. They're insane. They're, They're so insane. Well, Wait, can we also talk about the fact that Joy gave me massive chills? Yes! <laughs> I like staring at her like, are we going to name this episode the high note? Because you yeah. hit the high note. She hit the high note. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, guys. You know, singing is a little bit like basketball. When you have to hit the high note, you really imagine it going up and over and right into the net. So. <laughs> guys, we are so happy to be here at our last show with you, and we want to answer your questions. Yeah. We want to be able to talk to you a little bit. We've got one of our producers out here who's going to pass a microphone around. Yep. What do we got? We know you're there somewhere. Oh, I know. Wow. I love seeing those house lights. It's nice to see all you guys. Yeah, yeah can there. we raise the house lights? Yeah, that's what I want. Thank you. All right, we have our first question of the night from Claudia. Hi, Claudia. Hi. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I can't believe I'm talking to you right now. <laughs> um... My question is, if you could play any other character on the show, who would you play? <laughs> Dan. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. Really? Of course. Yeah. The most that is fun. the sweetest thing. <gasps> oh, baby. Okay. Baby. Wait, repeat that, please. Hot dad. Yeah. Or Chris Keller. Hot dad. Yeah. But wait, what does that mean? Because I want to play Deb real bad. Yeah. I mean. So what you're saying is. Hi, ladies. We all want to be bad. Oh, yeah. Do, yeah. What was your favorite scene to shoot with Barbara, by the way? Do you have a favorite or like a great boozy. memory? Boo- <laughs> boozy. Boozy, Deb. Boozy. Come on, boozy. We need to reenact the scene. <laughs> all the stuff when we were like f***ing with each other was yeah. so fun. Yeah. But I want to talk about who I wanted to play. Yeah, who do you want to play? I would. I wanted to play Keith's part. Really? Really? And I, really? And I got really upset when I found out, like, what do you mean I'm the, I'm the bad guy? And they were like, oh. no, no, you want to be the dress man. I'm like, no, I want to be the cool guy that everybody wants to go to and talk to. No. Like, no, you don't. No, you don't. Yeah. No, I do. I, I literally had those conversations. Really? And then I, they said, just embrace it. Trust us. You're gonna, the storyline's going to go something you guys do. Well, in real life, you're uh, the guy, the cool guy that everybody goes to. Uh, and yeah. Oh, Tori, what about you? Who'd you want? Who would you play? Jamie. <laughs> We can stretch. You can stretch yourself a little bit more yeah. than that. Like yeah. an actress. <laughs> what? He's got a hot man. He oh, does have a hot you. man. Wow. Um, no, I mean, I don't know. I mean, it would definitely be fun. To, although, no, I don't want the cockroaches in my face, so I don't want to play you. Never yeah, mind. Yeah. That would have freaked me out. Um, I don't know, really. I mean, all the characters seem so fun. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know, but I like playing the villain. I kind of wouldn't trade her. Yeah. Is that bad? Yeah. Is that bad? 
Manny Carey. I wish he Epic. just like grazed you so we could have had a redemption story. You know, I know right? No, but that no, was that a lot. That cornfield was slammed in the face. Then I got, you know, with the champagne bottle and then I came up again and then I got shot. So it was like so many yeah. times. So many. So if dead. Had stopped, so, so dead. So dead. <laughs> <laughs> that cornfield was a nightmare. Do you remember? Oh, I know. It was. It was. And, like, and then I'll never remember. I'll never forget. I had the TV on in the other room and I heard um, from the soup, that show, the soup that used to be on it, I heard coming up, there's a crazy nanny in town that just won't die. And I was like, <gasps> oh my God. And it was me like this running through the cornfields with a syringe. And I was like, oh no. You made it, baby. <laughs> made it, baby. Oh, thank you so much. That's awesome. Thank you. Hey, remember the opening to the show when they had all of us all glossy and they glossed that out like that? Do you remember the, Which the, the original opening to One Tree Hill? Yes, remember? we all had the Faye Dunaway, like, soft <laughs> yeah, Faye. Oh, yeah. Does. Fuzzy. Yeah. Yeah. No, Instagram God. does that now. Yeah. Hard pass. You know? Pass Sparkle filter. filter. Sparker filter. Whatever. What's our next question? Our next question is from Danny. Hi, Danny. Hi, Danny. Hi. What's up? Hi. How are you? I mean, pretty great. good. <laughs> Here at my wife, Tara. Ten-year wedding anniversary. Oh! Hey, there she is. There she is. Hi! Real quick, I'm in production accounting. Uh, we Sweet. got engaged, obviously, over 10 years ago. Uh, I got a phone call to do a job. What? No! Iron Man 3. What? Oh, yeah. Yep. Whoa. Dixie Grill, all that stuff. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, the best. And I basically told her, I'm like, hey, I got a job offer. And she's like, oh, no. I'm like, we have to leave. And she's like, oh, no. I'm like, it's for Iron Man 3. She's like, where is it? I said, Wilmington, North Carolina. She's like, let's go. Done. <laughs> Done. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Where's my per diem, dude? <laughs> <laughs> We're working on it. Okay. You're Asian, has it. Um, yeah. <laughs> so my question is, with the craziness of the industry and the work, and how do you balance work relationships with family relationships? Great question. Mm. Yeah. I mean, it, our families all know each other. Yeah, they do. They, our families also just, you sign up for the circus. You know, that's what we do. So I think that's, that's a part of it. You have to sort of know, know what you're getting into. We're raising kids in a, an environment where it's, the location of their, where they're going to grow up isn't always going to be stable. Um, our presence is, you know, in and out. But like, for example, my daughter, who's 11, um, it's hard for her when I go away for if I'm shooting a movie, you know, three weeks at a time or uh, like this, even just seven days. But she knows that when I'm home, she actually gets me for a lot more time than like most kids whose parents are working nine to five jobs because I'm home all day. And especially even during the pandemic, I was with her all day. Well, I guess everybody was with their kids all day, so never mind. Forget I said that. It was a stupid thing to say. But you know what I mean. Um, yeah, so there is going to be an element of unpredictability uh, with your schedule, and I think, I don't know, for me, it's just a matter of kind of knowing what you're, what you're in for. Yeah. Honestly, like, we've known Maria her entire life. Yeah, she knows you guys. You guys have known my kids their entire life. When yeah. George was, like, my daughter, when she was, like, three months old, Paul was in town filming and, like, held her and rocked her at a restaurant, you know? And so you make your your work family, your family family. And it's so nice. And my husband got home from work the other day when we finished our New York shows and took a nap. And when he woke up, Robert Buckley's on the couch. And he was like, 
hi, my man, how are you? You know, like, that's a weird thing to wake up to, but when you marry a one-tree hiller, you have to understand. That's right. When you wake up, there will be another one-tree hiller in your home. That's just it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, my husband texted me earlier and was like, how are your wives? And I was like, see, he knows. He knows. That's great. And this is why it works. That's right. How's it? I mean, you're raising a son who's the same age as my daughter. What's what's it like balancing that out when you have to go away on location and things? I have a son. <laughs> Shoot. Oh, was I not supposed Nobody to Nobody told me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, my son's like, go, you know? See when you come back. He's not clingy. He's not at attached. All. I don't know. He he's misses just, you and you're not he there. He does because he doesn't have to do his homework. But you know, he's not. He's not. He's, you know, I love that. I, I love independence. But I think that's part I of it. Our it. kids are gro- growing up with a sense of independence yeah, in, in yeah, that I way. Think that's you know? important. They're learning how to work it. That's what they're learning how to do. They're like, oh, well, you were out of town, so I couldn't possibly do my homework. <laughs> it's probably why so many. Show biz, kids go into showbiz who have parents who are in showbiz. But the relationship's like, yes, sixth grade, different, I'm done. right? <laughs> but like the, the, the boyfriend, girlfriend, husband, wife is different than the kids thing. Yeah. That's a yeah. totally different animal to handle. Yeah. Because you need to be connected. You know? I also think it's really... Look, everybody has a complicated life. We don't... Um, it's not like the 20s anymore where people lived where they grew up and married everybody married somebody from high school and whatever it's like we are the most mobile digitally connected global generation in history right and that's not unique to our industry i think what can be tricky about our industry is they don't care what your life is and you know that you get a job and you have to go and if you can't go or don't want to go there's a thousand other people who want your job and i think what becomes incredibly important but I believe this to be universally true, is that you have to cultivate a community that sees you and roots for you, so that when you're gone and you're on a night shoot at some location that's only available on a Saturday, so you're missing somebody's wedding or a holiday or a birthday, which if you wanna be a working actor is gonna be your life, your friends are proud of you and they will make themselves available when you're home. and you also become, as we all are, people who really learn how to travel well. I am a professional traveler. Yeah. Because yeah. if something is happening, I will pretzel myself to be there. Yeah. And we do that for each other now. And people who don't like it, don't like yeah, it really. Yeah, I mean, you're on a road trip right, right now. Yeah. You're on a journey. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, always. But, uh, We're very transient people. We just yeah. go, 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 you know? So you get good at communicating, yeah. and you show up when you can, and then you find people who look at you and say that yeah. that's enough. And that's the yeah. only way it works. Yeah, and then you just make the sacrifices that you need to make. Sometimes you turn the job down because yeah. your kid needs you to be home, so you just do it, you know? So, But it, it's a case-by-case basis. Hey, thanks for working in the business. Yeah. 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 Welcome to the circus. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I see someone rocking a baby back there. Hold on. Do we have a baby? Hi, buddy. Hi, baby. Can you pass that person the microphone? I thought you were going to say, can you pass that baby up here? I would really like to know what's going on. Is that the youngest One Tree Hill fan? Yeah, he's 10 months. Oh, my God. What is this baby's name? Uh, Caden. 
Hi, Caden. Beauty. Is he Team Brooke or Team Peyton? Uh, he better be Team Queens. I mean, <laughs> ta-da! Um, who are you here with, and why are you rocking a baby? <laughs> uh, just, just me and him. Yeah, really? Are you a One Tree Hill fan? Yeah, I'm a big fan. Are you? What's oh, your name, Caden's dad? What? You've got his jersey on and everything. Who's your favorite actor on the show? Uh, uh, I like all of you, but uh, <laughs> I, um, I like Nathan. Uh, yeah. We do, too. So do I. So do I. We do, too. Yeah. Well, we appreciate you being here, and we've brought our kids to set over the mm-hmm. years, and so I just saw you rocking a baby back there, and I wanted to let you know that we appreciate that you're bringing in a new generation. Thank you. Thank you. Good call. Sorry to put you on the spot. <laughs> who do we have next who I don't have to put on the spot? Our last question of the night is going to be from Jamie and Andrea. Hi, girls. Hi, Hi ladies. Hi. Hi. What's I'm the Andrea part of Jamie Andrea. Um, I we have two questions. So the first one is I was listening to the podcast on my way home from work last night. It was like 11:45, so I don't know if I hallucinated. But did you guys want us to dress up like villains? Yes, we did. Yes, thank you. I thought we were all alone, so I scrambled last minute for an, a costume and we dressed up. Is this <laughs> Descendants? What villains are you? No, we just came as uh, Wednesday. Wednesday. show and I was like there's Catholic schoolgirls here <laughs> or or nuns I so, can't tell so I'm from Lancaster and I was like they're gonna think we're all Amish yes so I, we were either like they're gonna think we're Amish or Catholic girls yeah Wednesday Adams hey <laughs> so glad you got the mic way. thank you yeah, yeah. But our real question is, <laughs> so girl to girl, doesn't have to be yours, but what was your favorite kiss on the show? Kiss? Great. That's a juicy question. Did you say girl I to love girl? It. Juicy. juicy. You mean other than when I kissed Hillary? <laughs> that could be it. That could be your favorite. Oh, man. I feel like I kissed everyone, yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of like big epic kisses. I mean, who had big epic kisses. Oh, had like oh. a kiss that was Wait so epic second, that the song kept coming back for yeah. like nine seasons. Yeah. What was that song? Why does it feel oh, familiar? I don't know. It's like I like like I bet you so can't close. stay still. Like I I like, yeah. What now? Um but by the way, you guys had like a dozen epic kisses. We did, we did. I have two favorite kisses for two different reasons, between Nathan and Haley. Um, there were other kisses on the show that were fun. Um, I think uh, e- even though Karen and Keith, we've talked about, we were like, oh, we debated about the chemistry and all that, but their, the first time they ever kissed was, it was magical to me. I was like, wow, this is finally happening. Oh my gosh. Um, but Nathan and Haley's first kiss ever, of course. <laughs> which was like a nightmare to shoot because the rain was like pelting into our eyes and it was all fake rain and so it was just like cold and my hair was a mess and like James was still 17 I think or maybe he had just turned 18 and so I was a little bit like is this okay? (laughs) Well and he's so tall that you had to look up into the rain towers and just be blinded. Yeah, Yeah. so everything I'm saying, I'm just like blinking. (laughs) Um, And we, you know, we just sort of like 
mashed our faces together and hoped that we like found each other because we couldn't really open our eyes in the rain. So I was like, I really hope we land this. Uh, it was just awkward and weird, but it looked so good when it finally happened. I was like, you know, I was there. Um, and then there was one, and I, I think it's season seven, maybe. I don't know why I think seven, but we're making out. It's like a dream sequence, and we, we're in the kitchen. It starts raining in the kitchen. Is that seven? Um, I don't know how it looked, but we were drinking moonshine. And it was really fun. <laughs> it was a fun scene to shoot. That does sound fun. <laughs> okay. It was a long day. Somebody busted out one Girl. of those little water bottles full of moonshine, Been and we there. were like, we're going to be here all night. Let's make it on moonshine. It's acting. It's method. Don't make it weird. <laughs> My favorite was the state championship with Peyton Lucas. <laughs> And yeah. Chad and I felt so much pressure because there was like a thousand extras. We, we, were, we were told we're going to shoot confetti. We get one take. There's a crane shot and it literally was scripted as the best kiss ever. It was scripted as best period. Kiss period ever period. And we're like one take? Okay. No, we're going to do it. We're going to go for it. We're going to go for it. And... You know, we were buddies, and there were no, like, feelings like that in real life. But I'm going to tell you, that kiss was like, hey, boss. Great job. You're good at work. Yeah, that kiss was fun. That was a winner. What was your winner? (laughs) I mean... It's very funny because when you started talking about when it works, because sometimes you don't know if you're going to have chemistry with like one of your friends or it's a stranger. half yeah. the time a stranger. And I was like, yeah, it's cool when it works. And then immediately I flashed to the person who will forever remain nameless who bit me the first time we kissed ah! on our show. And I was like, oh, this is not working and I'm going to punch you in the face. Um, that was not my favorite. <laughs> Maybe the most memorable, though. Um, You know what felt really sweet was... Was that Army Hammer, by the way? Stop! Oh, Oh, my God. I'm not even going to look at you. No cannibal jokes. Don't ruin my sweet moment. It is a villain's night, though. We did well, anyway. He's a bad guy. Um, It was... What I liked about it was that it wasn't scripted to be this way, but in later seasons, when, you know, Brooke and Julian are together, and they've gone through... Like, it was so good. And they've gone through this whole struggle to figure out whether or not they're going to have a family. And then they finally get pregnant. And I'd been hearing from so many women who were struggling with similar, you know, obviously unique, but similar experiences in their lives. And I was just like, God, this is like, this is big. And I'd had friends who'd gone through it. And um, when we shot the scene where... You know, I'm in, I think I'm in like a red dress or something. And, right? It's like red with white. Right? right? Okay. And, um. We only and, know our work by our hairstyles. Yeah, I'm like, and the I remember the wore. dress. And, you know, Brooke looks at Julian and tells him that they're pregnant. And it felt so important to me, knowing like who I was carrying into the scene with me, that I started crying. And then Austin started crying. And we were both just like sobbing and we kissed each other. And we were like, what the f? was that but it was like so it was like so special yeah. um 
because we felt like we were really honoring people yeah. and yeah. I saw it on screen and I was like it hits it's really sweet I like Beautiful. it so much oh. <laughs> did you kiss right anyone that. other than Nathan are you gonna say Nathan right now because she'll fight you <laughs> well here's the thing yeah. <laughs> oh, I remember that hair pull I'm not coming near her okay I like my hair staying on my head thank you very much <laughs> No, I mean, I can't say Nathan because that was not a consensual kiss. I hey, forced myself upon him. Excellent point. God yeah. bless you. The consent yeah. is important. The consent yeah. is very important, and Nanny Carrie did not adhere to that, so. Yeah. Yeah, we're learning. Dan, we're going to end with you. Yeah. Who is Dan Scott's favorite kiss? Why are you guys being. No, listen, don't you peer pressure him. You shush right now. I'm feeling very pressured right now. Well, I will, let me let me let me just say, I, this seems to be very important to you guys to get it right. Yeah. Listen, they've Listen. gone through those tall boys of white claw, and they have, have opinions. I have a I had a big um, a towel filled with ice in it in my dressing room, waiting for me when I got back, and I had held it against my head, and I was holding it in. It was just to keep the swelling down because I had just done maybe my one of my favorite moments ever in acting um it was a it was a flashback to a dream sequence issue kind of thing where i was a villain in the old days in the 1940s and i leaned in and i gave and i did a lot of research on the person i was going to work with in this scene i did a lot of research and spent years fantasizing about this Tell us more, Paul. Wow. So I had like, you know, little does she know that in my, at home in my bedroom are millions of her soap opera pictures of her from her soap opera days. He's leaning into villains. And uh, anyway, it was joy. And she, um, now we did five takes. We got it in the first one, but... Just needed another take, but after yeah, every kiss, go, go, go. there was this method actor that decided that a full slap across the face was needed you to make the scene work. You can't tell me to do it. <laughs> he was like, I can take it. Do I look like a sissy? Come on, I can take Come on, it. Hit me, hit go me. ahead, hit me. You call that a kiss? <laughs> um, anyway, yeah. Anyway, it was, it was. It That's was how you joke. talk it in my joke. mind. Apparently, it was you joy. It was joy. But I will tell you, I really did. I really did feel um, that they didn't really write. F- Karen and I never had a real kiss. I kissed yeah. her once in like because of the aggressive oh, damn thing. Oh, that was awful. But there was yeah. no real kiss. But Deb and I didn't even really. They didn't really write for me in a way that ever gave me that opportunity to kind of explore. Why did she marry Dan? Why did Deb marry Dan? It was never put out there to go, there's a side of him that they fell in love with. So I wish that they would have kind of covered a little bit of like, because even people that break your heart or hurt you, whatever, there's a reason you're with them, right? And I wanted to explore that as an actor, as a character. I didn't really get that opportunity. I'm not putting anybody down. It's a complicated show with lots of characters. It wasn't really time. But I think it would have been interesting to see why they fell in love with him. Does that make sense? I love that you guys are rooting for that. You're just like, toxic, give me more. I love it. Well, you know what's surprising? How come Dan never had like a little girlfriend? Yeah. Well, How come Dan- 
Rachel. I had lots of them. Rachel. No, I had lots saying, of them. Like, I got out of jail and I had a little girlfriend in the hotel. I got, I, I married Rachel. You know, there was a lot. I had a lot of homicides. sides. Hey, hey. Yeah, a little side noogie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A side noogie there. But I never kissed Rachel. What? Yeah, and they, we never had a kiss on the show. No. Wow. Uh-uh. no. Yeah, they really never let Dan explore a romantic side. Not really. He no. should have yeah. had like a girlfriend named Kimberly who was 26 and like pissed Deb and Moira off. You know, like that yeah. would have been a fun storyline. I, now I want the that. Twin Peaks experience where in an alternate universe, Dan Scott is a hopeless romantic. Yeah. Aww. Right? The spinoff. Like well, in heaven, I guess, because I'm dead. <laughs> You're so dead. It, it has to be, the spinoff has to be all the ghosts. Like, you guys are oh somewhere God, in the afterlife. The ghosts. All yeah. the ghosts. You end up with Nanny Carrie. She's like, I actually <laughs> have everything you I wanted. You. I love it. show on this tour is so special. <laughs> Truly. Thank you, guys. And a Thank ball. You. Can I say hi to the podcast family? Oh! Yes. Guys. Tattoos! Oh my god, I love you so much. You know much. what? She's like, I got a gun in my purse. That's what we're gonna do. That's what we're gonna do. We're gonna have people say tattoos on three. And yeah. it'll be on the podcast. Are you ready? One, two, three. So so much. We can't wait to come in. Hey, thanks for listening. Don't forget to leave us a review. You can also follow us on Instagram at dramaqueensoth or email us at dramaqueens at iheartradio.com. See you next time. We're all about that high school drama girl, drama girl, all about them high school queens. We'll take you for a ride in our comic girl, drama girl, cheering for the right team. Drama queens, drama queens, smart girl, rough girl, fashion but you're tough girl, you could sit with us girl. Drama queens, drama queens, drama queens, drama, drama queens, drama queens. With the best all-inclusive vacation deals to Mexico and the Caribbean, Booking your getaway with cheap Caribbean vacations means you have more freedom to do your deal. Whether you want to enjoy snorkeling, endless margaritas, and more, or simply just want to soak up the sun and sand in a tropical paradise, Cheap Caribbean Vacations has your deal for that. Plan and book the exact getaway you want at exactly the right price for you by using our exclusive budget beach finder. Or... Find a featured all-inclusive package to Sunscape Resorts and Spas and do your deal at CheapCaribbean.com. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Boy, I've spent definitely a significant amount of time in therapy in my life. And I think there's just so many layers to life that can be hard to navigate. And having somebody there to just talk through things really makes, makes the days easier sometimes. It's a simple truth, no matter who you are. Mental health challenges can affect you, and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com.